Hi friends, thanks for listening to God Has a Plan for for Your Life. My name is Kathy and I'll be your host for today. Hopefully everybody had a good uh, weekend and enjoying the first start of the week. Today I wanted to talk to you about what does it mean to have mustard seed faith? So I want you to go to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, and Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 through 9. I'm just going to run through these scriptures a little bit. So faith is very vital to a Christian. It's very important to a Christian. So many times you'll hear the saying or the scripture, faith without works is dead. Or we walk by faith and not by sight. That literally means that just because we're looking through our natural eyes and we're seeing something that maybe that we're praying for and we haven't received the answer yet or we haven't got that prayer answered doesn't mean that it's not going to happen because God works behind the scenes. So God tells us that we need to walk by faith and not by sight. That means we have to put our total trust upon God. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the creator of heaven and earth, the Alpha and the Omega. Because when we put our faith and trust in him, everything's going to work out. God holds us in the palm of his hands. He sees everything from the beginning to the end. He knows what's best for us. He has a hope and a future for us. And he doesn't want us to, to be harmed or to be hurt or to be broken. So... And faith is such a powerful gift from God. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 through 9, it says, Christ told his disciples that with just a tiny measure of it, the size of a mustard seed, they could say to this mountain, so what does it mean to say mustard seed faith? So basically they could tell the mountain to move and it will be moved according to God. So let's look at it again. First, we're going to look at Matthew chapter 17, verse 14 through 20. When we see Christ's disciples unable to exorcise a demon from a young boy, even though Jesus had previously given them the authority to do this very thing, which is in Matthew chapter 10, verse 1, it says, When they inquired of Jesus why they were not able to drive the demon out, the master, which is Jesus Christ, replied, Because you have so little faith. I tell you the truth. If you have faith as size small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Have any of you guys seen a mustard seed? If you haven't, the next time you go to the grocery store, I want you to go to the to the seasoning aisle and there'll be a bottle of mustard seed faith and you'll see how tiny it is. God's basically saying, if you have faith, if you believe in him, if you trust in him, if you worship him and just believe that everything's going to work out and put all your faith and all your trust in the Lord, the size of that mustard seed, anything's possible. And it's a beautiful thing because it's not big as big as a rock. It's tiny. It's so tiny. So we got to understand that Jesus Christ, God loves to work in parables. So this was one of the parables um, that was rhetorical used in Matthew chapter 13, verse 31 through 32. He was making a point that the mustard seed is a parable that grows into a huge tree. 
So basically, the mustard seed was just a seed, and it represents its tiny beginnings. But then with its faith, it begins to grow. It begins to flourish into what? A beautiful tree. And that's how God wants to see us. We're, we're tiny in our faith when we begin to become Christians, when we first get stra- first get saved because we don't really know um, God's word yet. But as we begin to grow, as we begin to worship, as we begin to read God's word, we start growing little by little into mature Christians and to mature women and God, men of God. And God loves to use these parables. So I want to ask you, what is it that you're believing for that you want God to do? What is it that you're believing for that you want God to do? I want you to go to Luke chapter 17, verse 6. It says, Jesus tells his disciples, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it will obey you. So Jesus is speaking figuratively about the power of God when you release true faith, when you believe in him, when you put your total trust Let me give you an example. There's parents that go to the hospital because their child's sick. And the doctor's telling them that the child has a tumor in its brain. And and they're saying that they don't know if the child's going to live or not. But the parents are Christians. And right then and there, they have two reports that they can believe. They can believe what the doctor says, what science says, what the medicine says, or they're going to put their total trust upon what God says. God's word and the Bible says that by his stripes, we are healed. It doesn't say that maybe we'll be healed. It doesn't say that you're going to be healed for a little bit. No, it says we will be healed. Past tense, we will be healed, meaning in the context terms that we're already healed. So those parents, as much as they trust the doctor, they're not going to put all their faith in the doctor. They're going to put their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, the one who heals, the one who can raise people from the dead, the ones who can cause blind men to see and deaf people to hear and mute people to speak. Come on now, I'm preaching. Jesus wants to know where your faith lies. Does it lie in man or does it lie in God? The Lord of Lord and King of Kings. The God, God that reigns from the beginning and the end. The God of the impossible. The God that can snap his finger or say one word and change your circumstance. Change your life around in the blink of an eye. That's the God that I'm referring to. Other people will say, well, Kathy, give me another example of mustard seed faith. Okay, what about in a marriage? There's a, if there's a marriage, a union, and God says that no three-quart strand is easily broken, but then someone else decides to come outside of that marriage and try to break that union up, you got to start praying. You can't just walk, walk, see, go by what you see. And say, okay, Lord, I give up. You know, 
there's a third party trying to come in and try to interfere in their marriage. So let's just give up. Let's throw in the towel. No, you start fighting that spiritual battle because it is a spiritual battle because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against darkness and principalities. And you start walking by faith and not by sight. Walking by faith means you start picking up the Bible. You read God's word that says, no three-quarter strand is easily broken. What God has joined together, let no man tear apart. And you start speaking life unto that marriage, speaking life unto that union. And you ask the Lord to remove that person that's trying to interfere in their marriage. That's another beautiful example of walking by faith and not by sight. A perfect example. There's at a church, we had a gentleman that was, that ended up having COVID symptoms. And at first he stayed home and the wife was helping him. And then after a while, he had to be rushed to the hospital because he passed out. And the doctors at the hospital told the wife, hey, your husband is only going to have 25% chance of living. Now, in the natural realm, you're going to think, okay, let's throw in the towel. Let's call the funeral director. Uh, Let's get everything in order. He only has 25% chance versus 75% chance of living. But I was like, no, no. Even if God gives you 1% chance of living, God can take that 1% and speak life. I speak life into your body. I speak life into your veins, into your brain, into your heart. And every organ, tissue, cell must line up to the word of God. What the devil meant for harm, God will turn it around for good. So those, that family, the wife and the husband and the family and the church family and friends and neighbors and relatives started praying for him and started speaking life into that situation. And they began to walk by faith and not by sight, meaning that they weren't going by what the doctor said by getting the funeral arrangements ready, even though they may have in the natural. They started trusting in God and saying, no, God, even though the doctors say that he only has 25% chance of living, your word says that you're the breath of life, that you give us life. That you'll turn that situation around. That what the enemy meant for harm, that you'll turn it around for my good. That by your stripes that we are healed. And they started professing. They started claiming. They started speaking life unto the husband. And guess what? He came out of that hospital alive. And the doctors were astonished. They were amazed. Why? Because they were looking at it through their natural eyes. They were looking at it through the medical experience eyes. They were looking at at it through science instead of looking at, at it through the maker and the one who created the universe and the world. So my friends, it's very simple. What faith do you have? Mustard seed faith. Mustard seed faith. It's tiny. And it eventually begins to grow. It's like a baby. When a baby is first born in the womb into a mother, it begins to be like a seed, a small pea. But little by little, the mother starts drinking and eating and nourishing that baby and and uh, speaking to the baby. And the baby begins to grow until it becomes a, a living baby. 
and then at the, at the end of the nine month term, the baby is fully developed with two hands, two feet, with the eyes, near ears, lungs, organs, kidneys, cells, brain, heart. And it's a living human being. And when it's born into the world, it's totally different from when it first started, when it first began. So that's what God wants for us. God wants for us to have that kind of mustard seed faith that we could say to that mountain, move and it shall be removed. We could say to that bad doctor's report, I rebuke cancer in the name of Jesus. And I stand in God's word that says, by his stripes, we are healed that he will cut out every root and cut out every disease and we, he will make us whole. Or what about that kind of mustard seed faith when a mother is told that, that she cannot have another child and the doctor says, I'm sorry, you're not gonna be able to bear any more children. What about that kind of mustard seed faith where she looks the doctor straight in the eyes and says, I rebuke that negative report that you're giving me. I'm going to stand on God's word that says that if I desire, that if I love God and, and I put my trust in him, that he'll give me the desires of my heart. And my desire is to have another children, to have children and to have another baby. And God will bless me and give me another baby. What about that kind of report? What about the report when you're at the hospital bed and the doctor's telling you that your loved one's gonna die and they're not gonna be able to survive through the night? What about those parents that are on their knees praying and telling family members of the church family to please pray for my loved one to have life and the 24 hours pass and that loved one's still living and then they're able to go home for the hospital? That's the kind of mustard seed faith that I'm talking about, that God wants us to entrust and entail and to strive for and to hold on to. The world's going to tell us all kinds of things. The world's going to have negative report and tell you you're not going to be able to make it. You can't survive that. Nobody can survive that plane crash. Nobody can survive that disease of cancer. No. You rebuke that negative report and you say, I'm not going to go by what you say because you're just a man. You're just a woman. I'm going to stand on what God's word says, that I am healed, that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And we are sons and daughters of God, the most high God, and he gives us gifts and bestows gifts upon us. We can succeed. We can overcome. We are victorious through Christ. I am an overcomer. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It doesn't say I can do some of the things. I can do half of the things. I can do partial things. No, the Lord God made it very clear. I can do all things through Christ who has strengthened me. Come on, my friends. We have to start really believing that what we're preaching, what we're teaching, what we're reading God's word is true. Don't listen to the lies of the enemy. The enemy, the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He's going to come and tell you that your child or your loved one's not going to make it out of coma or make it through COVID or make it through cancer. But God says, I come to give you life and more abundantly. 
Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. All these things. That means health. That means blessing. That means life. That means family. That means joy. That means peace. Come on, my friends. Haven't you noticed that when you turn on the TV to watch the news, everything's negative, everything's bad, bad. nothing's ever positive anymore. Come on, we have to change our mindset. The Bible says that we have to renew our minds and be transformed through the, the minds daily. That means we have to start looking at things through God's eyes, through God's mindset. I'll give you another perfect example. There was a young gentleman at our church that got into a bad accident and both of his legs were broken. And they, the doctors basically gave the mother a report that he was never going to walk again. And we started praying for him and we started speaking life unto him. And after a couple of surgeries in the, in the hospital and a couple of months of being in the hospital, that young man is walking today with no more cane. No wheelchair. But the doctors gave him a negative report and told the mother, be prepared. We don't think that your son is going to walk. We don't believe that he's ever going to be able to do daily activities today. Now, the mother could have used the mindset and given up and say and tell the son, oh, I'm sorry. You're not going to be able to uh, play in the park like you wanted to. You're not going to be able to run like you wanted to. You're not going to be able to drive anymore because the doctor said, because the doctor said, because the doctor said, no, we said, well, the doctors don't have the last authority. They don't have the last say, so it's what God says. Come on, my friends, don't just rely on what man says, rely on what God says. God says that I will make a way where there is no way. God says that I will open up the gates of heaven and pour out a blessing upon you and your family that you cannot contain. God says if my people will turn for their wicked ways and repent and humble themselves, I will hear their land and I will answer their prayer. What prayer is it that you need answered today? We need to have that mustard seed faith. So if you went to the store and you saw that mustard seed and you've never seen that before, bring it with you. Buy that Buy that little bottle, bring it home, put that little mustard seed in the palm of your hand and stare at it for a minute and say, wow, this is the kind of faith that God's asking me to have. God's not asking you to have the size of a plain faith. God's not asking you to have the kind of faith the size of a house. No, a seed. And it is tiny, my friends. It is so tiny. But God can work miracles. God can turn that situation around. You hold that seed in your hand and say, Lord, I trust you. The doctors gave me a bad report. The doctors gave my loved one a bad report. But I know that you can change the circumstances around. And we speak healing and life upon that body, upon that loved one. Start praying with a mustard seed faith. Lord, you told that woman that she was not going to be able to bear children. Yet, she put her trust in you and she started getting that extra room ready. She started painting the, the walls. She started getting the nursery ready and putting a crib and buying baby clothes and buying diapers and buying um, 
baby items that the baby needs. She's working out and stretching out her faith. She's using that walk by faith and not by sight. And sure enough, the woman got blessed and had a child. What about the mustard seed faith where you're struggling and you're living paycheck to paycheck and you're wondering how you're going to put food on the table because you might have lost your job or you got laid off. And the Lord says, I'm your provider. I'm your provider. I'm Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi, the Lord that provides. Use that mustard seed faith and trust in me. And then you happen to go to the grocery store and you don't have enough for the groceries. But then someone's behind you and they're looking at you and the Lord puts, puts it upon their heart, pay for their meal, pay for their groceries. And then that person comes to you and says, the Lord just told me to pay for your entire groceries and whatever else you may need. And then you're just jumping up for joy and saying, thank you, Lord, you're the God that provides. What about that kind of mustard seed faith? My friends, today is not the day to doubt. Today is not the day to be discouraged. Today is not the day to throw in the towel or to give up. You put all your trust in God. You put all your trust in Him. He is the God that heals, the God that provides, the God that delivers, the God that restores. Come on, my friends, I'm preaching. Can I get an amen out there? Many of you have been discouraged because you're wondering how you're going to make it through the next week. And God says, trust in me. Cast all your cares and burdens in me. And I shall give you rest. You're trying to do the job of God. And God says, my friends, cast your prayers. Give me all your prayers. Give me all your worries. Give me all your burdens. Give me all your sorrows. Give me all your doubt and let me take over. I'm God. I know what to do. I work best behind the scenes. And you lay all your worries, all your problems, all your fears, all your sorrows, all your disappointments at God's precious feet. And you just start praying. And your prayers become a sweet fragrance into the very nostrils of our Lord and Jesus Christ. And then he starts giving answers to those prayers. One by one, he starts answering them. Maybe not the way you wanted him to, but he does answer. Remember, God is seldom late. He's never early, but he's always on time. God is an on-time God. God knows exactly what you need, when you need it, how you need it, and how you need to get it. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Be blessed and encouraged, my friends. God is still on the throne. Don't get discouraged. Don't get down. That's what the devil wants you to do. He wants you to feel depressed. He wants you to feel discouraged. He wants you to feel defeated. But God says, I am the great I am. I will make a way where there is no way. I will change your circumstances around. I will bring life into that situation. I will restore your marriage. I will restore your troubles. I will bless you and give you a double portion. For those of you that are hungry, I will feed you. I will feed the poor. For those of you that are thirsty, I will give you bread of life. My God is a good God. He's an impossible God. He's a miracle worker. He's a uh, he's a rebuker of the accuser, of the false accuser, the devil. And he wants to give you joy and peace today. 
Thank you for listening to God Has a Plan for for your life. Once again, my name is Kathy. Be blessed. Be encouraged. God loves you. God adores you. And He wants the best for your life. If you never accepted Jesus Christ into your heart, repeat after me. Lord God, I'm a sinner, and I repent of my sins today. I open wide the door of my heart, and I ask you to come in. I turn my back on sin. I turn my back on the devil. I turn my back on the demon forces and ask you to be Lord of my life. You said in John 3:16 that whoever believes in you shall not perish, but have everlasting life. I thank you, Lord, that you're writing my name in the, in the book of life, which is a big book in heaven that has everybody's name that's ever repented and accepted you as Lord and Savior. And if you were to die in a tragic car accident tonight, that you would hear God say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the kingdom of heaven. We also pray for those, Lord God, that never repented, that mock you, that that make fun of you, Lord God. And we pray for those lost souls, Lord God, that never accepted you as Jesus Christ. Because when they take their last breath on earth and their next breath is going to be meeting you face to face and they're going to hear your words, depart from me, you wicked sinner, I never knew you. And they're going to be thrown into the lake of fire in total darkness, separated from you from all eternity. My friends, it's easy. What choice is yours? Where do you want to live throughout eternity? Your decision is now while you're alive on earth. Make the decision now. Get right with God. Repent for your sins. Ask God into your heart. Get into a good Bible-believing church that's Holy Ghost Spirit-filled. You can read that in Acts chapter 2 about the Holy Spirit. Who He is, what He is, and what He can do for us. Start going to church. Read your word. Tell others about Christ. Pray for other people. Pray for your family. And start living and worshiping God. Thank you again for listening to God Has a Plan for Your Life. I hope this segment of Mustard Seed Faith encourages you and not to listen to man's report, but to put your total trust in God. Be blessed. Be encouraged. Love you guys. Bye-bye.